Hello everyone, and welcome to the Gems of Rob podcast, where two friends talk all things rock and roll. I'm DJ, and with me is my co-host, DB. Hello. So yeah, I've got a couple of news articles to start this week's podcast off. I did put a poll up on Instagram the other day, or the other week, or time, <laughs> to see if uh, people would want us to do like news things, every other thing, and it seems to be a fairly positive reaction to it so i thought i'd just get up a few news articles to get us going with so do you know um green day was doing the hello mega tour so they're doing it with like green day fallout boy and weezer i think mm-hmm. that massive stadium tour well uh fallout boy have pulled out of a few of the big dates on it apparently oh yeah uh, one of them has tested positive for covid yeah that's uh that's a kicker i think it's been postponed it's already been postponed once hasn't it and so it's i think it's people are waiting for it to come round free I think it was a year at least put on it before it could come round again and say like if you have bought tickets to that to see Fallout Boy and find out they're not doing one of the big dates that's going to be it yeah because you'd find something like that almost with like a when you go to like a a festival in truth there are certain bands you're almost there for even when exactly. you've gone to even a smaller gig like you might have been there for actually in truth the support act rather than the you know, that's, that's, a, that's a kick in the dick especially with that one as well like Green Day Fallout Boy and Weezer all you, people are going to buy tickets to see their favourite band at that and that could be it and, and to be happy with either side of it That's exactly like yeah. Bonus, I'm yeah. seeing Fallout Boy with Green Day and Weezer supporting or I'm seeing Weezer with Green Day you know what I mean yeah, you'll, you'll judge it in your own form exactly yeah. yeah yeah they've both got massive fan bases so uh, yeah that's a bit of a shame and yeah I hope they're alright uh, another bit I've got is uh, Tom Morello's announced that he's doing a album so Tom Morello being the guitarist for Rage Against the Machine and then Audio Slave he's a amazing guitarist but um he's doing an album he's got eddie vedder featuring on it and bring me the horizon as well he's going to have featuring on it as well which would be quite good now you have my attention yeah (laughs) so just any of his guitar riffs and licks it's like one of those as soon as i think we've said it before with other artists it takes two minutes to listen to them and go oh yeah that's them that's that's definitely bang on them and yeah there was something else that came up at the top which uh can segue through Black Sabbath are releasing a, I think one of their original albums or some of their original things or like, yeah, not remastered, but bringing out a lot of another big box set of some of their original stuff coming out. So that would be quite cool. Well, that's pretty good going for a segue. Normally we'd just go, right, stop, new conversation yeah, on yeah. the topic. <laughs> so yeah, Black Sabbath. And like many times we often write down the front man. We're, we're talking Sabbath, but in truth, are we talking Ozzy? Are we, are we a bit of both? A bit of both. Uh, Ozzy was going to be our, like, that, he was the inspiration behind the topic, but you, you can't do one without other, can you? That's it. Yeah, definitely. Because they've definitely had their history. Like I, I tried to do, as I always love doing my research in my statistics, like, my God, tracking their timeline is a minefield. <laughs> Fuck me. Right, so formed back in 68 mm-hmm. in Birmingham. And if I track the amount of times Aussie's coming in now, it is just a bloody revolving door, to say the least. At times, they've had multiple uh, band members coming in out. At one point, I think there was a stage where they only had one band member from the original lineup. One original left. Yeah, the, Jesus. the guitarist. Um, but yeah, they've definitely had a few ups and downs. Before we go into that timeline, I'll give, give everyone a timeline boring history lesson. <laughs> like as it is always fun to do and near impossible to do. And I love putting you on the spot because then you have to put me on the spot. Favorite Black Sabbath track? See, I'm. I'm or, or do I need to give you a top three? I still get confused, and I'm sure other people do as well. What's Sabbath and what's Ozzy? Yes. Because I, I keep constantly muddling those time frames up. So mm. I did have to kind of. I do a little bit of research myself. Go. I love that track. 
is that just him or is that Black Sabbath? Anything done in the, the between 68 to 77 is their first run with Ozzy. Yeah, yeah. So pretty much their first few albums, which pretty much all their bigger tracks are on. Mm-hmm. So was the question, favourite Ozzy track? No, no, we'll go Sabbath first. Go we'll, favourite we'll, Sabbath we'll, we'll, track. We'll come to Ozzy yeah, on his yeah. own later on. We'll just go for Sabbath for now. I'd have, up until, I'd say, this last couple of months, I'd have always gone Paranoid. Mm-hmm. Because Paranoid is just a fantastic, an amazing track, and it's such a monumental song within the industry, and just it's just great. And I've always loved Paranoid. Up until recently, I think it's changed to Warpigs. That is the correct answer. Oh, it's such a fucking <laughs> that, good that is song, cr- isn't it? I'm going to do this just... to you. Every time I ask you a favourite song, there, is, there are correct answers. <laughs> yes, these, I passed. To these opinion-based, <laughs> bollocksy chats that we have, there are correct <laughs> answers, and that is the correct answer. Yeah, I, it is great, isn't it? It's such a fantastic song, Warpigs. What, it puts, what puts it at the top for you? I think it's the separation of each individual song. So it's got an amazing instrumental parts that kick in and the guitar riff and solo and stuff. But again, when everything it's like, dun and it stops and it's just Ozzy. And it's just that vocal kick and it's so powerful and it's so... It sort of makes the hairs go up on the back of your neck kind of voice. And like that first verse that comes in, it's just him and it's... I don't know, it's something else. It's I, I don't know about you, but for me, it doesn't feel like a long song. No, it doesn't. It doesn't feel as long as the song actually exactly, is. Exactly. What's yeah. it, like six and a half, seven minutes? It's something Sub- daft, It's up there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it, but yeah, it's it's because of the, all the instrumental that, that goes through it. The sto- oh, it's not it's really telling a story, but it is just yeah, almost like episodic kind of within it, the song. Like exactly. It's got episodes within it's the, the old yeah, song. Yeah, but it does. Yeah, for me, gut instinct. If you like, I, I was prepared for this before we record today. I was like, <laughs> right, okay, you got three seconds, three, two, one. Warpigs is yeah, yeah. straight away what came to me, and uh, like a nice little story for me as a teacher. I remember showing you uh, my school uh, did a musical showcase. It's so good. This, and, and because yeah. of the event, uh, we had to do it digitally. And Fair Play uh, Bain's music department, the absolutely like and drama and the whole creative department absolutely crushed it. But I clocked one of my younger students doing a solo performance piece, which on, on its own is bloody frightening. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, but yet to have a camera in front of you and like, oh, it's absolutely awesome. Um, she did. The guitar and the singing to Warpigs. Yeah, you showed me it. It's phenomenal. And I'm just like, you've been raised right. That, yeah. that, that's like top pairing. If I teach that student next year, I'm shaking the hands of that, like, them. Because obviously I've met them with my dad online. I've done yeah. online parenting, but I've not met in person. Sure. They're getting a handshake next year if I Definitely. get to teach them. You say you knocked on her class and pulled her out of class. I, I did actually, yeah. Because <laughs> I, I, I was on, yeah, this is, shows how hard teachers work, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I was on a free lesson. It was the back end of a free, and the email came out. It's like, look, um, the. The uh, Creative Showcase is online. It features group pieces, dance pieces. Um, here's a private YouTube link. Check it out. So I like, started watching bits, and then I got to this individual student, and I watched their performance, mm-hmm. and it was just like, shit me. That is just... It <laughs> fucking blew my mind. Like, just the quality of it, the confidence. Just ah, They just gave it rock all. Yeah. Just gave it absolutely fucking rock all. great performance, that. Yeah. So I, I looked on, like, I found her name on the register, looked at what lesson she was in. She was just down the corridor in a math <laughs> lesson. It was, like, the last five minutes. Like, who didn't want to be pulled out of maths? Like, yeah, so yeah, I was yeah. like, yeah, yeah. pulled them out of class and just, like, I, I did embarrass them. They went a shade of beet red. Um, <laughs> and like you would as a teenager, you, like, you probably find it a bit cringy. You, you, you don't, mm-hmm. and, and as Brits, generally, we don't accept praise well. No. You know, like, we're not, like we're, oh, well, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 but... Yeah, credit where credit was due. So that's kind of maybe elevated it mm-hmm. in my head a little bit. I, I think you're right. For me, Paranoid is number two. Yeah. Because I, I wrote down a top three just in case we needed a top three. 
And my, my top number three, three is going to be Iron Man. Correct. Yeah. 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 yeah correct. <laughs> like Paranoid, I think it's again like it's one of the uh, comparative to War Pigs. It's a much short track, three minutes. Yes. I've got a cracking little story about Paranoid here though. Uh, in, in so um, obviously Geezer Butler the bassist of Black Sabbath and one of their primary lyricists he does a lot of their writing sure um, quoted here in Guitar World basically going um, it was written as an afterthought right we needed a three minute filler mm -hmm. Tony created the riff I did the lyrics and when we recorded it Ozzy was reading the lyrics as he sang them <laughs> no way just like as an afterthought that's, that's, that's paranoid so like the first that's time, amazing. first time that's he's singing so it, like good. he's just giving it a read, and yeah. it's not like he's Ozzy's written it. It's not like a heartfelt. Like they needed a three minute filler. They needed needed album coverage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they came up with Paranoid. That's ridiculous. Paranoid, which is their only number one single. Mm -hmm. It's their only single hit number one. It was in. It was there for four weeks. Um, it's their number one album. Uh, the other album we get to it's like, actually no it didn't go number one no it's top ten it's only top ten single sure. didn't go number one it's only top ten so it peaked at number four so it's their own so apologies for the wrong facts it's not the only thing I'm good for right? <laughs> but it's gone platinum in Canada Italy quadruple platinum in America mm -hmm. and gold in the UK yeah and it's just like oh no it's fucking afterthought <laughs> so are you shitting me I love stuff like that though where bands don't have the confidence in the track or they go oh do you know what we don't really we get that and we didn't really like it and stuff and then that becomes their <sighs> big blows hit. up it's like we mentioned it last week we did um, Evanescence and Evanescence didn't really want Bring Me To Life Bring Me To Life to yeah, be the first the one they wanted the... um, Going Under yeah. and then Bring Me the, like Bring Me To Life is now the song they're known for and like, it's a little where it's, they don't think it's going to do great or but clearly once they release it. as a single they clearly realised that it, then it named the album Yes. Yeah, it named their 1970 album after yeah. their self-titled one uh, early, before that. So it's just like, you know, to go platinum in the three, quadruple platinum in the USA. And obviously they've got a bigger population base mm -hmm. to sell more copies. Obviously to go gold in the UK, I think it's 100,000. Okay. I can't remember what the actual figure is, but I think it's sold over a million copies in America. Yeah. But obviously you got... Yeah, comparative um, in audience. Yeah, 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 it's massive. But yeah, it's their only top 10 hit. And for, for us, I think we'll always mention our love and nostalgia for playing Guitar Hero. That's it, yeah. Guitar Hero yeah, yeah. 3. You I know. think that's what pa Paranoid d did get that first originally. And that was that kind of... I, I knew the song anyway, and I quite liked and I did learn it on actual guitar, but then it was on Guitar Hero, and I was like, oh, this is cool, man. Because is isn't very... Children of the Grave also on Guitar Hero? Or was, no. it, was it on a later one? Uh, if but... you're going forward, Mr. Cowley's on... If you're going sticking with Ozzy, oh, he's on one of the later ones. Just in terms of Sabbath. Yeah, yeah. In terms of Sabbath, I, I thought Children of the Grave was... Oh, it might be on one that I didn't have. So I, I had I think, yeah, Guitar Hero was Legends of Rock. Yeah. Because I remember I had Warriors of Rock. And I you didn't. I didn't have Warriors I of Rock. I think Children of the Grave might be on Warriors of Rock, but I'd have to double check. And then I, the one after that was Greatest Hits, and I got yes. Greatest Hits. Oh no, no, after after that was Will Tour, and then it was Warriors of Rock. Whatever. Anyway, anyway we'll do an episode of Guitar Hero. <laughs> Children of the Grave for me just 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 missing out. Missed out. You know, but yeah, War Pigs, the storytelling, the just like I, I don't it think I'll ever not enjoy. Generals gathering their masses, so just like witches at black masses. Because obviously so it was written. Um, obviously, uh, what do you call it when he called up to the army, national service? Oh, uh, like, not inscripted. Uh, yeah, conscripted. Conscripted. Whatever. When you called up to the army, you have to do it. Um, it just been stopped at the at the time it was being written. Sure. Um, in the late sixties, but. Um, I believe Butler's brothers, two older brothers, had gone off to fight in Vietnam. Right, okay. And gone off to fight and been like signed up to fight. So it'd been written around that time where you know lots of young people, yeah. you know, working class backgrounds had been called up. So that's why it was written. 
that, that, sure. that's, that's when yeah, inspiration yeah. with the lyrics you know generals gathering their masses just yeah. you know sort of like an anti-war an anti-war song yeah exactly yeah. Um, but yeah you're right war picks for me um, if you had to have you got any others that are like lesser known or one that people might not because I think we've named the big we've named the big ones so before we started I asked you if you could re- if you could play Black Sabbath by Black, Black Sabbath. Sabbath yeah yeah because again that one, one that I did know but I couldn't remember yes I remember like yeah bands that have their own title or have their own track named after the band or vice versa I remember Black Sabbath but as far as that goes no I, they've covered the main that I'd go through yeah I'd go to like War Pigs Iron Man Paranoid Again, going back to Iron Man as well. Iron Man, it's again with Marvel kicking off the way it did. Just, it's such a great, and I think it does play at the end of the first Iron Man movie, doesn't it? I think it's the at the very first credits that you can yeah, hear the role. And... They do a lot of ACDC as my co host yeah, throws yeah, his pen to the floor. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. lovely professionalism. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> stay there. Um, but yeah, that kind of. I, I watched a clip recently, and it was um, someone putting the um, I Am Iron Man part of Iron Man to. Um, the oh, you sent me the TikTok. Click. Yes, yes. So it's when Tony himself. Spoiler alert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you've not seen. Spoiler alert. If you've not, not seen, seen Endgame, but I'm going to be that guy. I'm going to protect someone that might not have seen it. Yet. Fair enough. Okay, without spoiling it, the big event that Tony is part of in that movie, they add that music, and within that movie, it's not a spoiler. He, at one point, he's going to say, "I am Iron Man." Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, fine. That, that's the fine. point where he says, "I am Iron Man." Someone's added the. And it's just so good. It just works so well with that little movie clip. But yeah, Iron Man's up there as well. But no, I'm saying to you, Warpix. Warpix is the one. Well, I, I had one that I didn't actually know. And again, I love, I've loved doing this podcast with you. Even our brief, what, 10 episodes we are. Woo, 10 episodes. Oh, shit, yeah. We should uh, maybe should have mentioned that up top. Yeah, woo, episode 10. <laughs> we, we did it, guys. How are um, <laughs> But researching that, I love a good song that has a story behind it. So they've got one called Sweet Leaf. Okay. Now... Obviously, rock bands, probably the band that we're talking about today, essentially not invented heavy metal, you'd argue, or one of the proprietors. It's a good argument. They're up there. So, I can get into... A lot of the other bands at the time, there's, again, we we mentioned this in the Truck Berry episode, there's always going to be people online go, "Uh, no, no, it's not that, it's It's this. And it started in a different country. It started in this, it started started on this track that appeared 20 years ago that no one knew because it was a B-side on a... It's like, oh, shut up. But... (laughs) So, a lot of bands that had music coming out at the time, when you Google who created heavy metal or who is responsible for heavy metal, there are people saying, oh, it was this song by the Beatles. I think people put Helter Skelter up there. People Mm -hmm. say, oh, Helter Skelter's the first one. Some people say, oh, no, it's this track by Pink Floyd. Or, oh, no, the Kinks invented it when they invented the original distortion sound and that kind of thing. Black Sabbath is the only one, only name that comes up among those lists that isn't trying to experiment with their sound. That was Black sound. Sabbath came with their metal and owned their fucking metal. I think they were the first heavy metal band to be a heavy metal band, if that makes sense. So they came in with their hmm. original album. Well, they actually started as a polka chilt blues band. Sure, okay. And they were called, I believe they had the name Earth. Right. And it was actually watching the film... Black, Black Sabbath, Sabbath. Yeah, at yeah. the cinema, they realise how people love scary movies, mm-hmm. but didn't necessarily have scarier music. So you mentioned the t- the title track that they named them their namesake Black Sabbath. It is quite a creepy, almost gothic. It's that dark, atmospheric. Yeah, it's like sort of doom mongering kind of that dark sort of lyrics and the guitar itself being so such a minor sort of 
distortion. It's that kind of element. The, the blueprints to heavy metal are within that, yeah. And for me, if I was to recommend one of their songs, and I love that uh, you can find both of these songs. I feel like it kind of shows the evolution of all rock bands and their parlance for substances. Sure. Because <laughs> um, they do have one called Snowblind. Okay, yeah, yeah. And uh, they, they did love a, a little bit of the powder. A little bit. A little yeah, bit. Yeah. But this one's called um, Sweet Leaf. Sure. And it's a very popular song. I'm not by any means, oh, have you heard this lesson? Like, I'm pretty sure it's in their greatest hits. Yeah, you know sure, I mean? yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But it's an absolute cracking tune. Um, it's got, like, really crisp, clear lyrics from Ozzy. I know this whole point was meant to be Ozzy. I think we've gone quite heavy on the Black Sabbath. He's got, like, until you took me, showed me around, my life is free now, my life is clear, I love you, sweet leaf, um, <laughs> though you can't hear it. Like, it's almost this ode to Exactly, weed. yeah, yeah. Like, and, but what I love, the story that got me, like, loving this, like, a song I didn't know was one of theirs, and I never heard, and I, suddenly it's become quite an almost instant favourite. Um, right at the start of the song, mm. it's nothing but, like, someone coughing a lung up. <laughs> like, yeah, if yeah. you heard it in the modern day, you'd be making them get a lap flow test. Sure. Yeah, but yeah. Um, right before they <laughs> recorded it, uh, Tony, and I always guess, how do you, is the good, Emomi? I don't let you struggle with no, that. No, it's I.O. Double M. Neither am I. But he, he, he <laughs> took a hit of weed, yeah. but it pro it went the wrong, yeah, 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 proper yeah, choked yeah. him out, so he's coughing his head off. Um, they they taped that and it becomes the beginning of the song. It's <laughs> and yeah, it's just it's... it's just brilliant. It's just like, just beautiful. This song about marijuana. Um, what a fine vocal performance it is by, like, yeah, yeah. you know, but yeah, if you, if you want like a, it's not their fastest, it's not their most energetic, but yeah, it's a really beautiful song. Sure. It, and it, again, I clearly seem to have something about songs that really, it's about something that doesn't matter. It's about weed. It's a song yeah, about yeah, weed, but it. it's just, it's a cracking tune. I'll definitely um, give it a go. I quite like that though. Quite like it. it was just recording when he was coughing. Yeah, no, that's and part it's of part of the song. It's just, I, just, I love a cracking story that's like great, that. Yeah. Just like our like parent parent as a fucking afterthought. I think we need to make it, bring it up again. But anyway, <laughs> we want to go through their history because obviously Ozzy and Sabbath have a, have a bit of a torrid history coming mm -hmm. and going, and one thing or another is life caught with them, and they got solo projects. But he's left and joined the band about four or five times for various reasons. Mm. When they formed in Birmingham in 68, their first main run was from 68 to 77. So I've got, have you got how they have started? So when Ozzy, uh, Ozzy dropped out of school, he then was trying to make ends meet at like 15. So he was doing some low paid jobs and he was like, uh, he was then like a petty thief and he was doing burglary and stuff like that. And he wasn't very good at it. So he got caught, he got sent to prison for a bit. Uh, when he came out of prison, he put up an ad, I think, in the no local newspaper or something like that. And the ad read, um, Aussie Zig needs a gig, has own PA. And that was it, this little advert that was in a local paper. From that, the band got together. And that wow. was it. That was the origins of Black Sabbath. But it was literally Aussie himself. Aussie Zig needs a gig, dash, has own PA. <laughs> well, they did their first run from 68 to 77. Obviously, that's when, in that time, they released their number one album, Paranoid. Mm -hmm. oh, I've mentioned that already. Sure, yeah. Um, he had a one-year break, came back in 78 to 79, just that year, just did a year. Right, um, okay. Back out again. They didn't then reunite. And again, whenever we're talking about reuniting, and it's not just Ozzy rejoining the band, essentially what I've kind of noted down is like, to put, to a point, the original lineup getting back together. Sure. Um, they actually, from 79, had a six-year hiatus of the original lineup you know, without Ozzy um, until they reconvened at Live Aid oh, in 85. Oh, God. Um, and again, if you read about it, apparently a few of them were like absolutely hanging out their ass. Yeah, yeah. 
got out there in the belting sunshine, put the shades on and belted out like three or four of their greatest tracks and had you know, like a cracking time. I like that. Um, then Nout, till 92. Jesus, that's a bit of a... Fucking... 85 nights, so another seven years. So we've gone six-year gap, seven-year gap. Um, and again, the original lineup played, and I love this because I've, I've got a few more years ahead, in the farewell tour. <laughs> it was <laughs> it was Aussie's farewell tour. Yeah. And on the final night of the farewell tour, the original lineup got together and played. Oh, that's good. Um, three years later, Aussie went on his retirement sucks tour. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it just shows you it, it wasn't exactly because yeah, obviously yeah. in this time between uh, from from that first return in '79 and Live Aid in '85, Ozzy started doing his own solo stuff, and we'll yes. get onto his solo stuff in a second. Yeah, but, yeah. So like part of his farewell tour, the, the original lineup got together. Three years later, when his retirement sucks tour, um, from '97 to 2005, the original lineup played a lot together. They ended up doing a lot of Oz fests. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Ozzy would do a solo set mm-hmm. followed by an hour long Sabbath, Sabbath set, set. Uh, with the original lineup. That's pretty. Could you? Ima- I couldn't imagine anything fucking yeah, like that's just like chef's it? kissing it. Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, um, they did headline the Ozfest tour a couple times, like in the late two thousands. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I've made a note here. In ninety nine, the tour was called the Last Supper. <laughs> they played again the very next year. Of course they did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the then one of their last major performances before life and health got in the way. Sure. Um, they played together in two thousand and five, sixteenth mm-hmm. um, of November, when they got inducted into the Rock, Rock and Roll, Roll Hall, Hall of Fame. Fame. Um, they did reconvene back in twenty eleven and were set for studio, and they've done a few studio things and. Um, s- s- tried to do tours, but obviously events and life and health have kind of got in the way. Definitely, they yeah. obviously have released their second number one album. Mm. Considering their first came out in 1970, their second came in 2013. Jesus. So after reconvening in 2011, yeah. the original lineup, getting back together, hash it out, they released the album called 13. Okay. And that's their only other number one album. It went gold in the UK and Austria. Sure. Platinum in Brazil, Canada, Germany, and Poland. So they got like it's, it's uh, if you didn't know they had clout, of course. The, um, exactly. there's, there's the stats yeah. to put them back. Just, but yeah, in out, in out, Aussie and Sabbath like a revolving yeah, door. Yeah, I didn't realize it was that much. Like I knew I knew they'd let Aussie go, and then that's when Aussie went and did his own stuff after he got kicked out. Because I knew after he mainly after his main kick out, he would spend something like three months or three weeks in a hotel room and just didn't leave and was doing drugs every day. And apparently, again, he credits Sharon to getting him out of that, to get sort of getting him out of that pit and reintroducing him to the world. And she told him she'd be his manager if he went, came out and did solo stuff. So then, but I didn't realise he was literally in and out and in and out. Yeah, and well, such and, a... and to, to keep on Sabbath before, like, I know you even set me up for an ass so going to his solo. Some of the people they've had cover their asses though. They, mm. Like, they've had Rob Halford, Judas Priest. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did a couple of shows for them. But they also had Dio. Yeah, Dio stepped in for them. It's just like, it's just like, fuck me. Like it's like you you watch some football teams and they bring off one like superstar. Oh look what's on the bench. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's just unreal. But if we do solo uh, segue into his solo stuff, again, I I I did struggle not as much with Black Sabbath for what my favourites and what I'd recommend would be. Mm. But do you have a favourite Aussie solo track? Uh, It'd be Crazy Train. 
again. And again, it was one of those I, I didn't know if Crazy Train was ever Black Sabbath or was no, no, Ozzy, just, but just yeah, Ozzy. Crazy Train is just Ozzy, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely Crazy Train. And it's definitely the correct answer. <laughs> it's also mine. Yes. I feel like we need to like pick an artist where we've got a bit more contention in That's argument. That's it, yeah, We've yeah. really been agreeing these past I couple know. of episodes. Like, nah, you knobhead, you're wrong, I want to argue the toss with you. It's such a fucking... That guitar riff is just something Iconic. else, isn't it? It's just... And again, it's. I'm sure you've got to notice it's used fucking everywhere it's such a fucking you want something even remotely massive. metal rocky something dark's happening to a character yeah they will use that it's so like good. i like oh, it's just i'm lost for words and it's also one of those songs where obviously one of our other favorite fans bullet i was gonna say yeah bullet i've bullet done the cover in the early around the hand of blood poison yeah time, yeah it was, it was early early yeah, early, yeah. early and again so it's just like i love that he's done it i love that they've done it i love both yeah. Ozzy's version is still better, like yeah. significantly, well, not significantly, but it's still a good way better. Yeah, yeah. Really, you, but... You'll never top the original. The bullet, the bullet cover is a fucking amazing cover, but you'll that song's one of those you'll never fucking. As for me, I put next to it. And I couldn't almost. I put Mr. Crowley. Mr. Crowley is great. Again, I only, I think I've got the love for it because of Guitar Hero, and I, I think I discovered it through Guitar Hero, and then it became a, sort of a song on numerous playlists for me from then. But yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a great track, that. I, cause I quite like, um, is it Bark at the Moon? Yeah. Again, I like Bark at the Moon because I think the music video that went with it, with the sort of werewolf transformations and things like that, it was right. a bit weird. But yeah, yeah. But he, he just, he's got weird range. Like, he's got mm. range. And you don't think he's got range, but man, has he got range. Yeah, he fucking yeah. brings it. You know, so like, for me, Mr. Crowley, I'll get onto his other stuff in a second, but when we get onto some of his other... Other, 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 yeah, others, yeah. others. That, there's a reason why I got into Mr. Crowley. Mm. Um, but in terms of like how he's done, four top ten albums. Sure. So album wise, he's outdone. He's outdone Sabbath. Sabbath yeah. in terms of albums, um, singles. He has actually got a number one. He's only got one number one though. Is it crazy? Nope. It's a fucking like his single releases are criminal where they've charted in the UK charts, but. You need to go early 2000s, so a bit late in his career. Is it Mama, I'm Coming Home? No, it's a duet. Oh, is it Changes? It's Changes. Oh, see, I've got Changes <laughs> written on my note. I remember that coming out. Mate, and I remember 2003. It being, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fucking... I remember it being on Kerrang! And I yeah, think yeah. I've said this before, I used to watch the music channels when it's getting from school. I remember that being on Kerrang! And I remember not really liking it. Spinning around <laughs> it, the video. It's yeah, him and, yeah, yeah, it's him and Kelly spinning. on the big... And it's the throne chair. Yeah, yeah, and they've yeah. both got their own throne. Yeah, back rotating. to back. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But listening, I've listened to it again since, and it is great. It's it is a great track. That yeah, that's their only number one. That's yeah. sorry, his only number one. Like, I'm not even gonna mention because I think it's blasphemous. Where his other singles have charted, it's just fucking wrong. Yeah, is what yeah. it is. Uh, but his albums, again, it. I think anyone that we discuss, I'm always gonna. You just have to recognize longevity. Yeah. Even if oh, you think God, they're yeah. shite, like game recognizes game when it comes to longevity. Mm-hmm. So his four top ten albums in terms of dates go 80, 86. So fairly small Again, yeah, yeah. then we jumped to 2007 fucking hell then 2020 Jesus so, there's, there's some yeah. gaps in there so it's 80, 86 07, 2020 mm-hmm. uh, so that's Blizzard of Oz Ultimate Sin Black Rain Ordinary Man for anyone who wants to know the titles uh, but that's just showing some fucking going isn't it like you don't just that's not just establishing a fan base that's having new fans discover you and then you like or or the parents some way you're yes, picking up parents have introduced kids you've picked up multiple generations yeah, to keep and, going that and far. you've transcended those generations when different fads and genres and technology you know yeah, everything's yeah. been distracted he's picked up people all the way and for me my 
if I had to recommend a track that people don't know, because I remember sending this to you and Matty, one of our good friends in our chat. Yeah, yeah. The title track from his 2020 album, Ordinary Man. Yes, it's so good. The song, it's got Elton John in. Yeah. Fucking, I'm all about Elton John you as well. all about Elton John. Like I dressed up as him for Halloween. You did, I'll put a picture out. We're, we're, yeah, we're both a bit <laughs> follically challenged, you know, both can hold a tune. Uh, I, what a great cracking ballad. It was so good. Like, again, you had it on today and now it's going to be stuck in my head. It's just like a reflective days. piece, looking like, so like talking about the good. struggles of fame, but then not wanting to let fame go. He doesn't want to not have a legacy. He doesn't want to yeah. be an ordinary man, but he didn't know this is what he was going to be when he first started and just... Oh, if you want like the slower, more melodic ballad, it's great. You know, it's like such a fucking great track. Almost, it reminds me of very like "Mama, I'm Coming Home." Yes, Another it one is. Big yeah, hits, yeah. You know, so it's so where you can hear his, like you said before, his range. You can really hear his voice come out, and it's really prominent. And you can really hear him hit notes, and actually, oh, it's so good. It's, it's such like, a it's, monumental you, track. You can't easily sing like him. No, you know what I mean. Like I think some people think, oh, he just kind of shouts and kind of screams at you. And yeah. He's just loud, loud, loud. No, 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 no. no I think he's, you're he's... fucking selling him way short there. You know. It's unreal um but probably what we've not given him the most credit for and how we didn't mention this he's a wwe hall of famer <laughs> i the, didn't know that the man's got range i'm that's, saying uh, that's um, pretty so cool. as of uh, this year he was inducted into the wwe hall of fame they have a celebrity wing of the WWE Hall of Fame. Okay. Where for anyone that's made prominent appearances on the show mm. uh, contributions to the show or essentially a big lover of wrestling entertainment and his successful in another industry. Sure. Okay. Um, so he was inducted in 2021 and he's actually made multiple perform like appearances. He made his debut on WWE in 86, um, supporting the British Bulldogs in a tag team match. Amazing. Um, he then performed live on SmackDown in 2007. Yep. Um, Sharon hosted her own show in 2009 on WWE. She like hosted Jesus. hosted a live show. So yeah, <laughs> just looking, it's unreal, absolutely yeah, unreal. Mad. That's quite a quite a title, isn't it, for someone that's nothing <laughs> you wouldn't associate with that industry. And it's he's like, the Prince of Darkness, man. Yeah, he, Prince of Darkness. He could fucking rip your head off. I wouldn't even want to. <laughs> No, you wouldn't, would you? You wouldn't even want to try it. The thing is, he's going to have no pain receptors. He's going to feel no pain. (laughs) Just bounce off him. Um, Or just have an army of fans. So he's like the general that just summons an army of people to fight for him. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or probably actual bats. I wouldn't put it against him. No. You know, to summon creatures. He's not not well loved within the bat community, I don't think. Yeah, yeah. Again, that was one of those. I always didn't know if it was like true or like a lie or something. You just hear it and it's like, that's bollocks. It's like you hear like stories of rock stars. It's like, yeah, that's, that's bollocks. That actually happened. Like someone threw an unconscious bat onto the stage. He thought it was a rubber bat and it was only when he bit into it and bit the head off and something in his, in his own mind went, shouldn't be that crunchy. And it was like, you could see people at the side of the stage going, it's real, Jesus, it's real. And it's like, yeah, he bit the head off a live bat on stage. And I remember it today as well, there was the story, again, I heard that with those bollocks that he bit the head off two doves. And again, no, it actually legit happened. He spoke about it. Like he sat, it was like some like interview or meeting or something, not even like on stage. It was like some, not, not a corporate thing, but some meeting. Mm. And uh, some woman was going on and on apparently. He just went, oh, do you know what? Do you like pets? Do you like animals? And he pulled a dove out of his pocket and bit the head off it. And just went, there you go. And uh, he wasn't allowed back on CBS again, apparently, or something. Oh. Like but he's, he's made so many TV appearances. Before I go through them all, obviously, I mentioned earlier that Mr. Crowley mm. is one of my favorite tracks. Like, it, I won't say it's narrowly edged out by Crazy Train, but it's definitely a different type of song. It's also yeah. one of my favorites of his. Um, a video game I don't want to go back and play, but I remember loving Brutal Legends. So I never played it. No, not. 
came back in it came out in 2009 it's he, jack, jack black isn't yeah, it? yeah jack black um it's got lemmy in it as well oh, it's okay. got quite it's got quite a few famous actors and uh, rockers mm. um i'm it's one of them we don't want to become video game critics and change the <laughs> it got panned as a video game in some aspects because it looked like it was kind of like a hack and slash mm-hmm. akin to like third person like god of war yeah, you know, yeah you're yeah. third person it's an action game you've got an axe you've got like your guitar is an axe you've yeah, got an axe you've exactly, got, you've got yeah. a car and the opening level's all like that and then it kind of turns into this weird um, tower RTS game okay like real time strategies yeah yeah and uh, I remember you know what I had fun playing it I remember you enjoying it I remember I, remember enjo- it. I enjoyed yeah. it so it's recently come onto Games Pass and I was tempted to download it it was like no you've got this memory of enjoying it yeah, now you've become grumpy and cynical and a miserable bastard <laughs> you know you're, you're not going to enjoy it now you enjoyed it then yeah, preserve yeah, yeah. the memory yeah uh, but anyway he, he played the guardian of metal mm-hmm. it was like the guy who like helped you upgrade or new moves in your car and i had a fucking go at you when you were being shit and stuff and but he's done so much voiceover work in so many different film appearances both live action and not obviously a lot of people might remember him in little nicky yeah i was gonna the, say uh, little nicky yeah yeah he's um yeah. he also appeared in gold uh gold member austin powers sure uh during you know the scenes when it's like there's a, the whenever there's like a dick or boobs in the sky and everyone's about to say the word and it flips to someone else mm. he appears oh, he's in one that. of them yeah yeah um you mentioned uh, we both mentioned Crazy Train, yeah. Um, Trolls World Tour. Yeah, I've not seen the film, but I remember Quality. the trailer coming out. Quality. And I remember the trailer coming out. It's the old coming up from the ground playing, playing Crazy, Crazy Train. Train. I was like, oh, that's pretty. Well, I remember cool. like when that trailer first came out. I was like, oh, you've got my attention. Way to grab me, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Quality entertaining film. Um, he's also done some shite ones, but he's equally done play- like he's done one called Nomeo and Juliet. He's got oh, no, sh- no, sh- Sherlock yeah. Gnome or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's done plenty of voice work, and obviously, if we're talking TV shows, how can we not mention the Osbournes? See, again, I never, I remember, I remember being in primary school and having a sort of kids stay over at my place, like, and my parents let me have a sleepover, and they'd all gone to bed, and we were still awake, and I had a tiny little TV in my room, and like, I think I had bunk beds, so my brother must have been sleeping somewhere else. And I remember turning the TV on, I'm like, oh, watch the Osbournes. Watch the Osbournes because they swear and that's really cool. And we put it on and it was really shit. <laughs> but obviously we were like kids. Yeah, we like reality telly's not... Exactly. Yeah. It wasn't what we thought it was going to be, but we were just well, waiting to hear the F word because like, we were like year five, year well, six. Well, that's it. It was on between 2002 and 2005. He actually won an Emmy yeah. and various other awards. Um, more recently, he actually appeared in um, America's version of Strictly, Dancing with the Stars. Wow. Man's got range, act, <laughs> dance, sing. Man's a threat on all fronts. <laughs> like, yeah. um, more recently, uh, something I might actually try and like find or stream. He did one called Ozzy and Jack World Detour. I think I've seen I've seen um, elements of that. Yeah, yeah. it's got three seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, IMDb said it ended in 2018, but some elements give a question mark, so they might try to keep it going. Uh, basically, they go all around the world visiting historical sites and landmarks about the massive history nerds. Yeah. Both him and Ozzy, huge history. And like, I think the tagline to like the first trailer, something like, um, "My dad's been all over the world, but never like took the time to stop in exactly like, not yeah, seen see the sites." Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's just so many things. He's just so entertaining. He is just an entertainer yeah. on all fronts. Yeah, you know, yeah, he's, yeah. he's just so good. Like and. It just captivates you. Yeah. You want to watch him. You want to listen to him. You want to. Uh, it's either him speaking or singing. Yeah, yeah. You know, he is just. I can't He's think of many amazing. more that I think just epitomise rock star. He is. He, he is like the the Prince of Darkness. He is one of those all time greats. He'll never be. Uh, you'll never have anyone like that caliber. I yeah. think Ever again. Like you'll never. 
He does a guest appearance, a few words, you're happy. Like, oh my God, it's Ozzy. Exactly. Or if he's parodied or just so often, like he's appeared in South Park, his voice South Park characters, he's been parodying family, and he's just TV, movie, just, my God. It's just nice seeing him as well, because obviously he's still, I've got, um, I was watching a couple of videos coming up on my newsfeed for it, and there's one where um, he's, it's Paul McCartney's doing an interview or doing something for a TV show, mm. and Ozzy comes in, and Paul, it's the camera's on Paul, and he goes, oh, bloody hell, you let this one in, and Ozzy comes in, and again, it's a fairly recent video, and Ozzy's just like, I'm, I've, and Ozzy's blown away by him and like Ozzy's just like it's such a pleasure to meet you I can't believe like you inspired me you did this and did that and Paul's like ah oh, shut up you girl like, what are you? and like he's probably, <laughs> it probably plays him off kind of thing but it's just like you have this idea in your head that Ozzy is the sort of top dog no Ozzy's not going to bow to no one and then seeing that sort of humble side of him going mm. oh my god you're my inspiration you're my sort of legend because he don't he, Ozzy still credits credits the Beatles mm. to mm-hmm. to kicking him off it's um hearing she loves me as a song and going yeah yeah that I want to do that so again that was quite a nice video to see him sort of happy and getting pictures with Paul McCartney who was one of his inspirations and then uh, another video that came up recently was a bit more sort of upsetting it was Ozzy in a recording studio and someone had found old cuts from um, Blizzard of Oz. So his oh, yeah. first solo album that he did. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was listening to uh, a tape of one of the records and then the record goes on for a bit and it's Randy Rhodes, who was the guitarist on the album. And he just keeps playing and he just he just plays solo stuff. Now, during the making of Blizzard of Oz, there was a plane crash so they were on tour and then they were at someone else's house and then the um the I don't know, I don't know the full ins and out of it but I know they were there was a they were messing about in the plane and apparently the pilot who uh, Andrew Acock I've got written was apparently doing coke like all day and like however long into the night before flying this plane and then they did a couple of flights and took it down but then the last time they took it up and they were flying round and they were trying to get close to the tour bus as they sort of came round and they were nose diving and sort of trying to get close to it, and then on the last one, the plane wing clipped the tour bus, the wing split in half, and then the plane sort of like got severed into a tree, and then crashed into this house that they were near. Uh, so it was Randy Rhodes, the pilot, Andrew Acock, and makeup artist Rachel Youngblood, who were all on the Black Sabbath team, mm-hmm. uh, all died instantly on plane crash. And the, Randy Rhodes was the guitarist, and he was only 25. And he was about to leave that metal industry because he wanted to focus more on classical guitar playing and stuff like that. So in this video, it's like I say, it's like years and years down the line. It's in the studio and it's Ozzy listening to guitar, like Randy playing guitar that he'd never heard before. And he was, and you could see it proper hit him and he's just like, I've never heard any of this. He must have just kept going yeah, one after day the record. And just, exactly. And it, it, was such, it was quite a sort of, hum, like, I don't know, it was quite a... Understated. Exactly, yeah. But that was quite a moment, but... But yeah, that was. But yeah, like you say, just to see him about and just that he is still about and he is still doing stuff. I know he's had to cancel his most recent tour, I think, hasn't he? Because he's still he's not. He's not but he's, he's not been going there. from the sixties till now, and he's kind of we kind of spoke about not. It might not seem huge for a lot of people that, but for us to do ten episodes of this and people keep listening is like right, episode ten is kind of a milestone. Yeah, we don't, we almost wanted to honour that with. Someone with the that. clout, someone yeah. with the kind Accolades, of yeah, exactly. The, the, you wanted someone. You wanted a big name to. to and go we've got so many names right now that we'd love to talk about. I hope people keep on listening. But I feel like number ten, we could only honour 
Yeah, Aussie. He needed he needed a big name to go with. We, him. we needed the legend of legends, the, the one that sits on top of the. Exactly. You know, yeah, it's yeah. You're not gonna get bigger than that as far as like global fame or no name in the industry. It's, Both it's, sides of the Atlantic, global, just absolutely massive. So yeah, he needs to go away. Everyone needs to go away and listen to some to Mozzie. Ah, and some Black Sabbath. Like he's got slower, fast. Yeah, Sabbath whatever mood Aussie. you're in, you'll find something to suit definitely. But yeah. Thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah, so get us on the socials. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're at gemsofrock at Gmail if you want to send us a message. Also got a YouTube channel. We have also got a YouTube channel if you want to sit and watch a little image flash for well, <laughs> 40 if minutes. Well, you don't have Spotify or oh, Apple exactly. yeah, Podcasts. Yeah. Rather, so I know a lot of people rather listen to podcasts YouTube on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, have it on YouTube. But yeah, again, 10 episodes. Again, really appreciate the uh, the messages and the people listening. It's uh, It's... It's mind-blowing. It's really uh, humbling. It's great. But yeah, thank you very much, guys, and we'll see you next week. Ding-tong. <laughs>